Architecture and Design History podcast. Running Room, the podcast, is inspired by Hal Foster's concept of Running Room. We, as historians, are exploring the concept of a podcast as our own Running Room. This podcast is presented by Megan Bryan and Yamur Burhan. We are two PhD researchers in art and architectural history in our first year at Trinity College Dublin, the University of Dublin. So, let us tell you a little bit about ourselves. So, I guess I'll go first. Hello everyone, anyone that's listening, I'm Megan. I should probably share some academic background rather than stories about my dog. So here goes. I have a bachelor's degree in design and craft practice from the National College of Art and Design, where I graduated in 2016. In 2019, I graduated from Technological University Dublin, formerly known as DIT, with an MA in interior design. This is where I met my gal, Yamor. My MA major project was the development of an adaptive and movable interior environment that aimed to soothe a distressed autistic child. It was during my master's that I became interested in continuing a research career in design and architectural history. Encouraged by this, I applied for the Irish Research Postgraduate Scholarship, which thankfully is now funding my research at Trinity. Hello again to our listeners, I'm Yamur. I did my bachelor's degree in architecture at TED University in Turkey, where I graduated from in 2018. During my time in TED, I also studied the secondary field on learning sciences and early childhood education. Same with Megan, I graduated from Technological University Dublin for my master's in interior design in 2019. During my master's, I decided to combine my two interests, design and childhood education, and I designed a set of play units for children in preschools, where they could design and change their learning space. This was when I discovered different types of play areas and wanted to look into this subject more. I started my PhD research in TU Dublin on collaborative design for adventure playgrounds, but then the research evolved into a more historical investigation, and so I transferred to Trinity, which was a better fit for this new research. So, speaking of research, let's talk about our PhD research topics. To do this, we're going to use the four cornerstone questions in writing an abstract for research proposals, and we're going to do this in an interview style, Yamor. Hey! So, before we start, could you title your research for everyone, Yamor, please? Of course. I am looking at an architectural history of playgrounds in Britain and Ireland from 1948 to present. So, first question for you. Can you describe what exactly you are researching? Of course. Well, briefly, uh, I am putting together an architectural history of playgrounds in Britain and Ireland, as I said, from 1948 to present, with a focus on the changing relationship between risk and play. Through a comparison of British and Irish playgrounds, I will periodize the development of playground design in correspondence with changes in architectural theory and practice, local and national government policy, urban planning, cultural evaluations of risk, and concepts of childhood and civic participation. Why is this research important? In Britain from 1940s to 1980s, adventure playgrounds were the principal example of risky play that I was talking about. Colin Ward, one of the key scholars in the area, would describe these playgrounds as a free society in miniature. And adventure playgrounds were experimental, self-organized, largely self-built, communal spaces for children. And children would become builders and designers of their own space, so such playgrounds 
often had a difficult relationship with architects and feature only rarely in post-war architectural history. In comparison, an architectural history of playgrounds in Ireland in the same period is entirely absent. So this research will expand architectural history to include playgrounds as a form of architecture without architects and informal children's architecture. So how are you going to do all this? How do you expand architectural history in this way? I'm studying the built form of the playgrounds and their materials, the design principles and processes, function and the distribution of roles. And I'll be doing these by using eyewitness accounts from former players and play leaders through interviews. I'll be doing archival research for photographs, drawings, and also I'll be an analyzing play policy and provision. Since most of these playgrounds do not exist anymore, I will also have case studies to reconstruct these playgrounds through modelings and drawings. So when will you know you're finished with this? Well, uh, to briefly answer this tricky question, there are two main goals that I want to achieve to say I'm finished. The main one would be including playgrounds to architectural history as informal children's architecture. And the second one would be comparing Britain's adventure playgrounds to Irish post-war playground provision and find out how or if these playgrounds influenced play policy. I think your research may be focused on the post-war 1940 to 1980 period, but it is still so relevant today. How designers and architects approach designing for play and children and for policymakers and the decision makers when considering current and future policy, don't you think? Exactly, and I think in especially the case with children, we can't quite know their experience, so designers have to find a way to consider children's unique perspective and not just impose their own perceptions of how children should be designed for, but actually understand and work together with these groups. I think this really echoes why we both started this podcast together. We both had different topics, but we are both looking at policy and provision of service in the Irish context. It is, and well, on that note, let's move on to your research so our listeners can know more about what you're doing. As a start, could you give us your title, please? Of course. A History of Interior Design for Autism in Ireland, 1969 to Present. So Megan, that's great. Can you tell us more about what you're exactly researching about? My research aims to provide a history of interior design for healthcare facilities for autism in Ireland from 1969 to present day, as I said. It examines the history of the current triangulation of design discourse and practice, mental health policy, and mental health service provision for autism. My research aims to map the changes and developments of the designed interior within the healthcare sector through an analysis of policy and advice literature. And why do you find this research topic so important? This research is important as the designed interior rarely features in Irish policy, despite architectural and environmental factors direct influence on mental health. Design shapes behaviour, practices and values of groups, yet design's role in the provision of services for health and autism has been neglected. A medical approach instead dominates in Ireland, Approaching historical design practices for disability and mental health is a new avenue of research, as is the history for design for autism. And how will you do this research? Which methods will you use? Archival materials, site visits and the diagnostic developments of the autistic spectrum will be correlated to changes in design discourse and practice 
to inform a more comprehensive understanding of the history of the designed interior for mental health and autism. As analysing policy alongside visual archival materials and existing examples of interior design provides a way to reconstruct the past as a method of timeline mapping. This timeline will unpack the current standardisation of design solutions for health, an issue which is especially problematic for those on the spectrum, as an autistic person's experience of their surroundings is individual and complex. And when will you know you're finished? The short answer to this is when I provide a credible history of interior design for healthcare facilities for autism. This history will have exhausted all possible documentary resources and primary data, and it will integrate design history further, further into the medical humanities. In writing this history, I aim to aid scholars, designers, and carers to understand the recent history of design for autism in Ireland. This is amazing. And as you said previously, we have a very similar approach to our topics. What we both do is providing an architectural and historical source for spaces and user groups that would probably not fall under the spotlight for most designers and architects, and even historians. I completely agree. I've been reading a lot about overlooked history and gaps within history as a subject recently. And as you said, we are researching the cracks within design and architectural discourse. Teresa de Laurentiis describes feminist agency in a similar way, as elsewhere in the blind spots, as the spaces in the margins, the chinks and the cracks in the dominant discourse. Things that are always there but were overlooked or ignored. I think this argument can be applied to history in the same way, that these histories have always been there, but they've not been part of the dominant discourse. And it is our responsibility as early career researchers who have prior experience in our subjects to cover and provide a source for others that might be interested in these topics and make sure these overlooked histories are within the discourse and not ignored anymore. I completely agree. We have an ethical responsibility as historians to strive for this in our research. However, beyond our individual PhD research topics, I think we both started this podcast with the same intention, to share and chat about design and architectural history in general. And to inform our listeners, we wanted to keep the tone relaxed, like a chat over wine after conference or a seminar. So, we're coming to an end for our first podcast for The Running Room. We wanted to introduce ourselves and our research and give you a slightly informal example of which questions we would answer in an abstract. So, please follow along our journey and tune in next month. You can follow our social media accounts, Running Room Podcast, for Twitter and Instagram, and you can email us at runningroompodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.